My name is Carlin Barasenko, and you're listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. So today is going to be um, a little bit of a different kind of episode, because I need your help with something. And, you know, asking for help is not actually something that comes easy to me at all. I don't like asking for help. I'm sure many of you can relate. I've always been you know, very good at working on my own. I don't like relying on people for things. I hope that when given the opportunity, people will step up and do the right thing. Although I find that sadly, I am continually disappointed in that regard. But I hope if I explain what's going on and ask for your help, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I hope I will be. So I have this crazy idea that infiltrating and gaining access to the trainings that the woke left is doing in person and online is actually one of the most effective things that we can do to expose to the general public what's going on. Over the past two years, I have gotten into numerous trainings. Many of them I have streamed on my website or my YouTube channel for SpyStream. We have, I've actually infiltrated the in-person Socialist Reproductive Justice Conference about a month ago. So I I think that this is important. I've done one-off events. I've done day-long events. I've done, you know, in-person events. I've done virtual events. I really think that the very best material comes when we access content where they think they're only talking to their friends. They think they're only talking to people who agree with them. And then we just simply allow their own words to speak for itself. There are three more events that I have in mind that I would like to infiltrate this year. And these are not, these are not one hour virtual presentations. They're not that. These are really content heavy events that are going to require a fair bit of heavy lifting. You know, I mean, when I started doing this, I just was doing virtual events because that's, that's like virtual one-off, like hour, 90 minute training, something like that, because it's much easier to get into a Zoom call than it is to access an entire virtual conference or an entire in-person conference, which is a whole other thing. But I've done a lot of it now and I've learned and I've figured things out and I have a wonderful community of volunteers who has helped me figure things out. And so essentially, I want to expand. I want to go into bigger events and show you more information. Well, there are a couple challenges that I have in doing that. The first challenge I have is funding. The second challenge I have is engagement. And on top of those challenges, which are enough for an average person, there are a lot of people on the conservative right who are trying desperately to shut me up because I will not stop saying inconvenient truths that they don't like. And one of the groups of people that really wants to shut me up are very bad people. They're alt-right, white identitarians, for real. I know a lot of you don't think that the alt-right is real or 
you think that these the white identitarians aren't a real thing they're a real thing and these people have been harassing me openly for two straight years these people put me through the worst cancellation that i've ever experienced in my life in june of 2021 i will never forget it it lasted over three weeks they they posted my address all over the internet i was getting death threats they they attacked me every which way they could they smeared me to my audience and you know i, I and i would talk about that these are white identitarians these are white identitarians and then i would have all these conservatives in my audience going carlin you're just a leftist you're calling us all racist we're not racist i thought you left your leftist ways and i'm like no you're not listening these are actual white identitarians and i would show them proof but they don't want to see proof all they want is to be in their outrage and their feelings and so so it goes i lost thousands of members of my audience during the first cancellation with the white identitarians thousands and to this day i i i question i'm like how many of those were white identitarians themselves and how many of them were just conservatives who were not actually looking at the information in front of them I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure it's good either way. Anyway, so there's this one white identitarian and you can see his picture and um, information on the digital version of the print version, well, print in quotes, of this article on my Substack, which you can find at carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N.substack.com. His name is Patrick Casey. I've had several run-ins with Patrick Casey. I didn't know who Patrick Casey was when I had my first run-in with him. Uh, he, I used to do this thing on my YouTube channel where I did call-ins, where anyone could jump on the live stream with me and talk about whatever they wanted, and we called it a call-in, and, uh, and, and anyone could do it, and Patrick Casey did. This was during June of 2021 when I was being canceled by his white identitarian friends. And I had no idea who Patrick Casey was, but he was this very cold figure in a very old time house. There's a video of it on my channel to this day. And there was something wrong with him. He was obviously extremely angry. It was extremely discombobulating for me to interact with him. I didn't know what to think. And after the stream, I had people in my inbox going, that was Patrick Casey. And I said, who the hell is Patrick Casey? Well, Patrick Casey is a white identitarian. He's a real one. He's not a fake racist that you hear about from the woke left. Patrick Casey was the executive director of a group called Identity Europa. He later rebranded them as an American identity movement. And let me just read you the, I guess, uh, summary from the Wikipedia page for this group. Identity Europa is an American neo-Nazi and white supremacist organization established in March of 2016. It was rebranded as the American Identity Movement in March of 2019. In November 2020, the group disbanded. This is one of the groups that was involved in Charlottesville. And again, though we can look at Trump and say, yes, there were very fine people on both sides, there were a lot of people on the political right who were not involved in this group who were in Charlottesville. That's true. But what is also true is there were also legitimate racists in Charlottesville that are legitimately a part of the alt-right. And this group was one of them. And as we speak, currently right now, as I'm recording this podcast, Patrick Casey is mobilizing his audience on Twitter, because I guess he's back on Twitter now. That's just great. 
He right now is mobilizing his white identitarian followers against me using a smear campaign that he got from Mike Harlow of the Walkaway campaign. And let me read you a tweet that uh, Patrick Casey tweeted out this morning. It was one of the first things I saw when I woke up. Carlin Borisenko for years dated a convicted pedophile. That's not true. Believes that Christian conservatives like Aaron McIntyre deserve to have their kids transed. Well, I do believe that, and I wrote an article about it yesterday, and the reason is that Aaron refuses to help parents of that are that have kids in schools now. He refuses to cover stories that are important that tell them what they need to know. So he he's perfectly willing to sacrifice your kids. Why shouldn't his be sacrificed? That's the actual argument I'm making, but of course, we can't expect white identitarians to, you know, engage honestly. His tweet finishes. Don't forget, she was propped up by Con Inc. as an anti-woke pundit, but the dissident right saw right through her. The dissident right are white identitarians. The alt-right. The real alt-right. Now, of course, what he says is garbage and bears no resemblance to reality. I've addressed that particular smear campaign before, and I will never bend the knee and apologize to a woke outrage mob when I've done nothing wrong. Let me tell you and give you a brief overview of how that smear campaign came to life. I promise this all relates back to me infiltrating conferences. Walk Away, for those who don't know, is a group I was connected with in 2020 that was supposed to be about getting Democrats to leave the left. I thought I was doing the right thing. I really did. I thought I was doing the right thing. I was so naive. But working with Walkaway turned out to be one of the worst mistakes of my life. Mike Harlow is the best friend of Walkaway founder Brandon Strock. Brandon is all over conservative media. Brandon was a defendant in the January 6th trials because he uh, attacked a police officer outside the Capitol. I wasn't with him at the time. I believed Brandon when he told me it wasn't him. I, I do not believe him anymore, to be quite frank about it. But I did at the time, and I'm loyal to people, and I, 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 I had a friend go to prison for a crime he didn't commit. That's, that's the basis of the smear campaign. My friend went to prison. He pleaded guilty to a crime he didn't commit because he was basically badgered into it by the government and by his lawyers and was told that if he didn't plead guilty, he could spend the rest of his life in jail. And, and I know he didn't commit the crime. So I, I have, and, and, and I stuck by him and that's the basis of that smear campaign. But, um, so I have some experience with people pleading guilty to crimes they didn't commit. And for the longest time, I believed Brandon when he said he didn't commit it. And I don't anymore, but that's another story. Mike Harlow is Brandon's best friend, also is a member of the Walkaway campaign, and Brandon assures me that Mike is a much more valued member of the Walkaway campaign than I ever was. That's his prerogative, I suppose. Mike Harlow became jealous that my platform grew astronomically larger than his did, and got his revenge by doxing my friends and spreading lies about me all over the internet, claiming I'm a groomer and a pedophile to discredit everything I've tried to build. Now, you might think that if he wants to destroy the work I'm doing, he's got something to replace it, right? Because surely Mike Harlow, as a good activist, will spend his time diligently breaking down the woke ideology and spend all his time researching what's going on to be able to show it to you. Well, 
No, Mike Harlow doesn't do that type of activism. What Mike Harlow does is he reads and complains on Twitter. He makes videos of himself mocking leftists. He, I, I don't even know if you can call what he's doing activism. He takes pictures of himself like an influencer in different poses because he used to be a model. And so that's, that's the type of activism that you can expect from Mike Harlow is he'll do a pose or he'll make a video that is all about him and not explain the woke ideology at all. But, you know, he will cry and, 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 you know, make himself the star because that's really the goal of all of this. So that's the type of activism that you can expect from Mike Harlow while he is trying at the same time to get these smear campaigns that he been, has been spreading to people like Patrick Casey, who then spread them all over the internet. I promise this relates to the topic. But not for nothing, this is the same Mike Harlow that also spread the same smear campaign to Nick Fuentes and the Groypers, also on the alt-right, also identitarians. And if you go to the substack where I talk about this, you will actually see a screenshot of Nick Fuentes' supporters in a live chat that I caught them in saying, Mike Harlow is a friend of the movement. By friend of the movement, they mean, well, they're anti-Semites, they're racists, real ones. That's what they mean. So that's who we're talking about. Why am I telling you this? Why does this matter? This is the type of experience I've had almost daily for two years. And these constant, never-ending smear campaigns from the conservative right has undermined everything I've tried to do in that time period. I've always told people, and I've been very upfront, that the conservative right harasses me far worse than the woke left does, and it's not even close. And you might think, Carlin, these people don't look credible. No one can take them seriously, right? But they do take them seriously. They take everything they say at face value, and then they continue to spread the lie. And I don't have the energy to defend myself against this garbage for one moment longer. But that's not the only problem, and, and now we're getting back to how this relates to infiltrating events. Because the other night, I, I sat down to start planning the next infiltration I wanted to do, and what I want to do is take you inside like an uber, uber woke far leftist training to show you exactly what they're teaching. And this is not like a one-off training. This is a really involved project that involves multiple different trainings. It involves a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts, a lot of people. It involves both in-person and virtual. It, it It's a lot. And so I sat down to plan it, and I was bombarded with posts from conservative Christian influencers and their followers calling me a fat pedophile based on this smear campaign. So this is this is the scene. I sit down on my desk to say, okay, let's let's start figuring out this next uh, infiltration. Let's 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 start to you know put a plan in place. And I log on to Twitter which is where all this starts, but it doesn't end on Twitter. It always starts on Twitter. It doesn't end there. And my feed is absolutely full of conservative Christian influencers, some of whom actually worked for Donald Trump, calling me a fat pedophile. We're not talking one or two. We're talking thousands. Thousands of people. And they're not just doing it on one platform because 
once the campaign starts to spread on Twitter, I start getting messages on Instagram, on Facebook, on every website I have. They start hacking the email where they start just sending me automated messages that call me a fat pedophile over and over and over and over and over again. Fills up my email box. It makes it impossible for me to accomplish any work. So then I have to go back and spend time fixing that. And the reality is this. For the past two years, I've been killing myself to expose what's been going on in the woke left, and I think I've done good work. I've shown you inside classrooms and teacher trainings that no one else has shown you. But when I when I started seeing this happening the other night, I, you know, I've been looking a lot at the numbers lately, and um, sadly, the numbers tell me that the content that I'm doing in regards to infiltrating these trainings and really kind of like laying it out in a detailed, nuanced way, the numbers tell me that this content is completely undervalued. Not enough people are seeing it and engaging with it. And it's not making the impact that it needs to. And I can't help but think that part of the reason that it's not making the impact that it needs to is because conservative influencers are constantly smearing me on the internet. And they'd rather do that than share the information. They would rather attack the ugly fat woman with the stupid hair than share the information. The numbers don't lie. And the numbers tell me that not enough people are engaging with the work I'm doing. And I I don't know exactly why that is, but I do know that thousands of people will spend time harassing the awful fat pedophile. Conservative influencers on Twitter will drag me to their audience every day of the week. To their tens of thousands of people completely undermining everything I'm trying to do. Every day of the week they do this. Well, not every day. I shouldn't say that. That's a little bit hyperbolic, but they do it very often. And while they're doing it, they never share the discoveries I've made with them. I don't even think most of them know. I don't even think most of them bother to look because, ooh, there's a fat, ugly girl. Let's harass her to get her to shut up. If I knew this was coming from the woke left, I could rationalize it, right? It makes sense that the woke left would be attacking me, but it's not. It's coming entirely from the political right, and it has been for a long time. And before anyone says, Carlin, those are not real conservatives. Yes, they are real conservatives. Yes, they are. These are not fake leftists. These are not pretenders. These are people that whose names you've probably heard of. Trust me, there's no experience more blackpilling than knowing you have a full video exposing how autistic children are being groomed in school and you can't get anyone to watch it and no conservative influencers will cover it because it's much more important to harass the fat pedophile with the stupid hair. So, I've made a decision. I want to infiltrate these events. I want to create this content. I want to do it more than almost anything. However, the only way I will do it from now on is if the community supports it. I can't control the incompetence of the conservative media and conservative influencers on Twitter. 
I can't control what they choose to cover. I can't control if people will sit their butts down and watch the damn videos that I've created for them. The dozens and dozens of videos that I've created showing exactly what's going on. But what I can say is that if I am going to spend time and energy creating this content, then I want to know emphatically that there are people out there who will support it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set a perfectly reasonable and achievable goal for new paying supporters. And whether or not I proceed with the infiltration will be based entirely on whether this goal is met. So it's really out of my hands. It is entirely up to you. I will measure the support based on paid subscriptions to my Substack, which is carlin.substack.com. And other platforms too, if you want to subscribe on Locals or Patreon or things like that, I will factor those in. I would just honestly prefer if you would subscribe on the Substack. That's really the one that I'm trying to build up right now. And the reason I'm measuring this by paid supporters is twofold. Number one, I need money to fund this stuff. That's just reality. Almost every cent I make doing this gets reinvested back into doing this. And these infiltrations require equipment. They require registration fees. Some of them require hotels, airline tickets, things like that. And I, I can't continue to bleed through my own savings to continue to fund this stuff particularly when I'm not sure people even want it. So that's number one. But the the second reason is actually more important than just the sheer money aspect. Like you can always figure out the money aspect of things, right? I want to know that people value this. I want to know that people think that this is a worthwhile endeavor. I want to know that if I create this content, that people will engage with it. Because if, if people won't, then I really don't have to spend my time doing it. Infiltrating events is a lot of work, and I promise you, I could easily spend that time doing other things. So, here is the challenge. And this is just for the next event I want to do. We're putting the other two aside right now because we're going to do this as a one-off, and we're just going to see if it works. If you want me to infiltrate the next woke training event that I have on my calendar, and I can't say what it is publicly, but you'll just have to trust me on it. I, I promise you it's really good. I need 200 more paid supporters than I have right now. And I need them within about the next month or so. That's 200 more supporters at 5 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. Now, is 200 a reasonable number? Well, I have over 13,500 people subscribed to my Substack, and that's just my Substack. I have hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people subscribed to this podcast. I don't even know. I haven't even looked at the stats lately. 
I know this podcast has over 200,000 listens on it. So I've got a lot of people who are listening to this podcast. I have thousands of people a day watching my YouTube channel. I have my Twitter. I really think that 200 paying supporters, which is about 1.5% of my total Substack subscribers, not counting every other platform, I really think this is more than reasonable. And I want to be very clear about this. This is not just about hitting a certain dollar value. If one of you came to me and said, Carlin, I will cut you a check for $1,000 right now. 200 times five is 1,000. I will cut you a check for $1,000 right now. Listen, I would really appreciate that. That would be fantastic. However, it's not actually the point. This is less about the actual money than it is about people saying, Carlin, I value your content. You're the only one doing this on the internet that I know of. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I really think I'm the only one doing this. I value your content. I, I, I value it enough to buy you a cup of coffee. I value it enough to, to buy you a can of beer. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's not about the monetary gain because there just really isn't like any money I make from this is going to be passed through just to pay for the initiative really but it's really upsetting to know how many people will engage with harassing me and will not engage with with this with some of the most important content that I've created it's really upsetting and maybe I'm being a little bit selfish, but if I have to spend every day of my life getting called a fat, ugly groomer by conservatives on Twitter and every other social media platform too, if my friends have to be doxxed, if my husband has to be dragged through the mud because they've drug, drug him into this too, then I at least want to know that my work is valued. I want to know that it's all worth it. I want to know that people are engaging with it. I want to know that that it's seen. And if I can't get 1.5% of my Substack subscribers to say, yes, this is something worth supporting for $5, then there's just really no other conclusion that I can draw than this type of thing is just simply not valued. And if it's not valued, that's fine. I really do mean that. No one should have to engage with or pay for any content that they don't like. I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not intending to use this like, I'd be like, you know, fund this or else. It's, that, that's not what this is. Like what you like, watch what you want to watch, engage with what you want to engage with. If you, if it's not this, that's fine. And sometimes people think something is a good idea and valuable and others don't. Maybe maybe I'm the only person in the world who actually thinks that infiltrating these events is a good idea and valuable. If you want to get your information about the schools off of what's on TikTok on any given day, that is your choice. I guess my hope 
and I'm so even nervous to put this out there, I really am, but I guess my hope is that people will understand that nuanced content grounded in primary source documentation is a much better way to go if your interest in what is going on in the world is getting at the truth. I could be wrong, but I really, really do hope I'm not. Anyway, I would really like to be able to infiltrate these events and bring you content from them. But the reason that I've set this is kind of like a, a, a specific goal, a specific measurable goal, is that I don't want to be in control of whether or not I can do that. I'm now passing that control over to you. I've done everything I can on my own. And now I'm asking for your help. And I hope that you see the value in this and, and will consider supporting it. And if you want to support it, head over to, again, Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N dot substack dot com. And you can sign up for a subscription. Five bucks a month, 50 bucks a year. There are options that allow you to give more if you want to. There's also options for you to gift, uh, give a gift subscription to family or friends. And... I want 200 more supporters and I want them in the next month. And um, I don't think it's an unreasonable goal and I don't think it's an unreasonable request. And, and um, you know, that's really all I can do. And I hope that we make it. I really do. Anyway, that's all I have for this one, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. <laughs>